Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This week, I'll be ending the whole research, prepare, and apply series, and I'll be talking about actually applying to programs in this episode. So once you've done all the preparation for you know, researching the program, then getting all the application materials together, you then come to the apply process and when I got to the, when I got to where I would was actually applying to places, I just had to just do it. And that's literally the only advice that I have, because I remember I was I kept working on my application materials because I was saying, you know, I could get it just a little bit better. I could change these sentences around blah 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 and I just had to come to a point where I was saying to myself you know it's never gonna be exactly perfect and it's good to strive for perfection but I'm also I was also trying to finish up my which was really a jam-packed semester of my of um, my senior year and on top of just other extracurricular things that I was doing, I had to just reach a point to where I told myself that it's it's not going to be perfect. This is what I have right now, and this is what I'm going to su- submit, and this is what, if, they, if the programs like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, and I can't really help that. So that will be my first advice to when you start applying just understand that it's never really going to be at a place where it's completely perfect and just accepting that you're giving the program what you're giving the program what is your best at that current moment and so with that a professor told me, you know, these pro the admissions committees, they're not looking to see you see that you're this fantastic writer, or rather she said something along the lines of that the admission committees are know that you're students and that you're a student and they know that you're going to um Basically, that the admission committees know that you're not going to be perfect. They know that you're going to make typical undergrad mistakes, but the programs just want to see through your writing that you have the potential to be better than or to progress as a scholar, rather. So, um,. Yeah, and uh, so I, I will say, you know, once you get to a point where you are able to apply and you're continuing to work on applications after they're pretty much done, that's really holding back from, you know, you actually applying, actually sitting down and working, like actually sitting, sending in the application. And um, so I'll just... So when I was um, 
when I was when I started applying, my first application I sent in um, was for the University of Oregon, which was the school I ended up going with. And I remember I was in the library and I was by this point, I had finished up um, my writing sample. I finished the drafts on my writing sample. I, I was very confident confident about my personal statement and so something in me just said you know let's just apply and so I went went in and created the username and all that um, because you have to register in the school's directory or whatever so I created all of that stuff then I started uh, filling out the application and um, inserting the documents into the required fields that they needed um the funny thing about uh, applying for applications this was the first time that i was asked to identify what what my gender identity was and how i fit on the masculine to feminine um scale uh multiple school multiple schools asked this and I, i thought it was really cool actually um, because I had never thought about my identity in that way, and I thought it was really cool at the school looking to um, be more accepting of people who may not fit into binary uh, ideas about gender, but that's a different tangent. But it was just something that I thought was interesting. But once I started uh, filling out that application and um, I came to a part where it said that you needed teaching a, a teaching experience um, or or they it was a part in the application that said if you have teaching experience please post it but it won't affect your application and then I started to kind of freak out a bit but I just and when I was freaking out, I I was making myself not want to finish the application, but I just had to say, no, I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to finish this. And so um, and then there was another part of the application where asked you to send in your your CV. And um, but it it said that it was optional, but I ended up sending in mine anyway because I thought I had a pretty impressive CV. So um, I send in all those materials and um, I press submit and I just felt so relieved when I actually finished uh, the, the application for a school that was on my top list. And um, I, I just remember I really, really wanted my application materials to be impressive for that school and um so it was a funny thing because i i remember in this book called uh, graduate missions essays um it said not to apply to your your top pick first and i totally went against that um totally went against that advice but so after so the next day i was saying to myself you know Oh, I finished my first application. Now I want to. Now I want to do more, um, or try to finish more. And so when I go back to look at the document that I sent to 
Oregon, I started to see all these different typos and dropped words and well, it was it was a few drop it was one drop word um and i started to see i looked on my cv that i sent in that i didn't have to send in and i saw all these typos on it and that was when i said to myself wow i really think i ruined my chance at going to this school i have all these typos on my documents uh, and even in my writing sample I had typos in it and I just I, I really I really freaked out of it and I talked to a professor about this and she was just saying you know I told her about the typos and, and things and she was just saying you know the admission committees they know that you're in school they know that you guys are trying to get this stuff done in a decent time and honestly, they they won't even throw your application out because of that. And if they do, you probably don't even want to go to that school. So that sort of eased my um, anxiety a bit. Yeah, and so as I continued to apply, I kept and I would send in materials. I would look back at those materials and find different thing different typos that I missed so I would try to connect I would try to correct it for the next one and honestly I was continuously correcting small typos and things of that nature um, pretty much the whole application process so there was never there was never an application that I sent in that I thought was perfect and I just think that's a testament to just saying the fact that nothing is going to be exactly right but it's going to be the best that you could do under the circumstances that you were under and um, with the knowledge that you have and that's all you can go on and that's all those programs will see and if they like it they do and if they don't they don't um, and so the biggest thing was just waiting to hear back from schools and that part was the hardest uh, part of the whole application process. And I remember, um, and so yes, I ended up applying before Christmas break so that I could, you know, have a break to relax. And um, I just remember not thinking about the applications that I sent in and that it was still nerve-wracking, but I think by me not obsessing over it, it made it easier for, or it just didn't give me a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, and even when I was back in school, um, or back at school finishing up my last semester, I just did not think about uh, the applications that I sent in at all. And um, once I started to hear back, it was just really shocking and um and i'll do a separate episode about me hearing back from um the different schools and that whole uh thing that happened and um so that that's pretty much the the all i wanted to talk about with the application process um i know i want to do a future episode about me visiting the University of Oregon and just that whole experience and 
Um, I know I want to do one about me at my summer research experience. Um, but I'm also wondering what you guys would want to hear, whether it's about grad school advice, um, application advice, or if it's a black code that you want Aaron and I to, or a black code topic that you want Aaron and I to discuss. Um, and so you can send those in to me on uh, the social media platforms that the podcast is on. Um, I also want to talk about a cool thing that I'll be doing uh, next week, uh, a series of coming out stories from a few of my friends that have agreed to do it. And um, I'll be airing those episodes most likely every day of the week. There's about five to six folks that uh, said that they want to do it. And so I'll be airing those um, throughout the week. So I hope you guys will like those uh, these stories because I'm sure they're going to be very interesting. Um, and I'll just give a little update about me. Um, so I've just been feeling a little anxious about actually moving because you know I've reserved the place I've been saving up money from working and all of that and now I'm just worried that I won't have enough money for furniture because I've, I've been I was trying to find a furnished apartment but it just the there they didn't have any apartments open during uh, the time that my roommate and I were looking so um, we found this unfurnished apartment and it's nice or whatever, but there's no furniture. And he said that he had, his parents had some furniture and things like that, that he's going to bring up. But I, I, <laughs> I think I wrote down a list of things that I know I would, would need. And, um, I'm mainly concerned about getting a bed and I called my mom and I was saying to her, um, I'm, af I'm afraid about moving because I, I don't know what I'm going to do for bed. I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to start buying me furniture. And she was like, have you ever heard of a air mattress? And I was, I was just saying to her, I don't want to sleep on an air mattress. And she said, well, you, you can just sleep on that until you have enough money to buy you an actual bed and things like that so I don't know I don't like that idea but it honestly might be what I end up doing which I really don't want to do I've thought of I actually need to just sit down and budget this stuff out because then it'll sort of let me know what a good target to a uh, good target to save would be. Um, so the things that I, I listed that I would need and want is definitely a bed. And I was thinking the bougie side of me was thinking, you know, a full bedroom suit <laughs> with, you know, a dresser, a matching dresser and all of that stuff. But the very cheap and realistic side of me was just saying, you know, Hopefully there's some really good thrift shops up there because that's what I'm doing. I'm a, I'll buy me 
not a bed from a thrift shop unless it looks clean. I'm not sure. Anyway, especially most likely a bed frame and dresser and um, maybe a nightstand. I definitely want a bookshelf. Um, I need a bookshelf. Um, and a lamp. I'll have I have a small TV, so maybe I can have a small stand for it, or I don't know. It's it's really tough trying to figure out this stuff because I've never lived on my own before, so it's definitely gonna be an experience once I actually get up there. Um, and yeah, so uh. I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GoBlackBoyGo. And then also um, you can follow me on Facebook at um, GoBlackBoyGo as well. And then you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And make sure to leave a review if you really like a, a certain episode or if you feel strongly about something make sure you leave a review on itunes and always comment um on e- on either social media platform um either of the social media platforms so thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and um i'll see you next week